Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and as usual, and I can say as usual with sincerity, I've got uh, my bro in, uh, Daryl J. O'Brien on Twitter. Give him a follow. Don't be shy and give him a follow. All right. Yeah. Was, yeah was... Follow. Give me some of the follow action. Hello, Steve. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening. Yeah, I'm all good. Um, You know, it's the morning, night after the morning after and all of that good stuff about this Packers game. And yep. um, I'm still bleeding, buzzing. Victory Monday is a real thing and it gives real energy. Yeah, well... I'm uh, I'm in a glass cage of emotion over the whole thing. I mean, you hear of the old adage when it comes to soccer slash football that they say it's a game of two halves. Two Our mate. problem here is we've got a got four quarters, and I was just thinking about it in my uh, in my when I was feeling pretty sorry for myself at the first quarter yesterday. Mm. It was almost like four seasons, and we started at winter, and it was almost our winter of discontent. Thank you very much. Indeed, how's that? Uh, yeah, but it was um, it was brilliant. I mean, as a fan, I don't think you can ask for anything more. Um, you know, the, the funny thing about sport in all walks of life is, if you're a reasonable fan, you win some, you lose some. And, you know, you've got to lose. If you lose some, it makes the winning feel an awful lot better. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got some fans, are, I think, love to see a team do badly. Uh, to keep pointing out the fact that, oh, I told you they were bad. Um, yeah. But, we, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if anything happened last week. Um you know, what we said last week, I don't think anything changed. Yeah. I think we we got all the, po- I mean, there was so many positives. I was going to actually read out a few Twitter facts. Go on. That I, uh, that I found a few. So Jason Wilde did a few. Uh, to be honest, I think this is one of those ones you need to take out your fact book because you've got to go way back to, to find some of these stats. So Jason picked one out and he said, it's the first back-to-back 40 plus point game um, that the Packers have had since 1919. Jesus. Yeah, that's a good one. Your own Wes, a friend of the podcast, Wes Hotkovich, he said that Aaron Jones, 236 yards, most by a Packers player in 64 years. Yeah, what was it, uh, Houghton or something back in the day? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, so Jason Wildey, again, I'll point out, is also a friend of the podcast. We had a two-parter uh, with Jason back in the day as well. People can go back and check him. And they're pretty evergreen, I think, because I talked to him about the process behind his career and, and all that kind of stuff. So they're good. They're on YouTube as well, by the way. For God's sake, go to YouTube and check it out. Any more twat facts? I've got one more. Again, this is Wes again. Along with the Buffalo Bills, Packers are the only team to register 85-plus points and 1,000-plus yards in their first two games of the season. And I have a theory. Come on. I have a theory. I have a feeling the reason why we're doing so well at the minute is because we don't need to worry about defence. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, no yeah. defence. Offence is... Yeah, because that's the thing. I said that on the radio before. Defence. It's always strange for, for Irish people to hear. It's probably weird coming out of an Irish mouth. And they usually think defence is what's between the neighbours garden and yours. Uh, other problem. Other problem we have. Right, Aaron Jones with the most Irish of numbers known to man. Yeah. That we cannot pronounce. 33 33 33 yeah. yeah you see sometimes I like to catch myself and then I make the mistake of doing the whole just no TH thing and then pretend I did it on purpose you know um, yeah because we you know we like to be the feckless Irish and all that kind of stuff and play up to the stereotypes but then get very offended when someone slags us off but before we get into it though go on did you see Brett Favre at the books game wearing a Tom Brady t-shirt I did. I, it unsettled me a little bit. Like I get that uh, it's an homage to um, good quarterback play and all the rest, but still, like Brett Favre fangirling over someone, fan Do you want to know what I thought? Do you want to know on. what I thought? Go it on. left me a little bit deflated. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. No. Do you know what? You see, this is what happens when you get two dads and stick them on a podcast because there's just going to be dad jokes going up all over the place. But yeah. look, there's something that I want to address uh, and that is that uh, Shannon Sullivan um, came down with an interception and Cassian rightly raised that he has Irish heritage. And I'd just like to point out that I did some digging and yeah. it's correct. His name was, his original family name was Shannon O'Sullivan, just the same as Justin Perillo's actual name was Justin O. Perillo, was how I used to say, even though he's the most nice. Italian man um, known to man. But um, yeah, can you believe, I, I searched his family history back to County Offaly. Can you believe? Offaly? Yeah. Really? Do you know how I know? No. Because he was awfully good last night. Ayo. Oh. Oh, you're gonna do. We've just lost a load of listeners. Um, oh, yeah, welcome to the off. Packers Pun Podcast. <laughs> We're just the the Paddy Cast. We're just losing followers by each that. I don't know, but maybe there's a lot of dads out there because I've I look at the stats quite a lot, and we're overwhelmingly male audience. So I think everyone's gone using that, taking it, and uh, yep. we'll find it on Twitter somewhere. But listen, well, the only reason I keep telling the children the only reason I had them is because I could make puns with impunity. Yeah, that's that is a great name for a spin-off podcast. Puns with impunity. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, zero followers. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's you uh, get into it. Uh, you see, the problem is, is that we've we've liberally applied our anti aging cream and uh, pulling out the band. Yeah, so let's get into the game. Um, look, there's an awful lot of really positives in this game. I mean, Aaron Jones. But, but you know what's really annoying, right? Is that some Packer fans just still can't be happy. I'm going to say from yeah. the outset, right? As you said at the top of the podcast, the top of the dome is that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to whip out Jay-Z I've never had so much fun saying that till this podcast that was amazing nice. just to see the look nice. on your face go I don't know nice. what happened um, the, what's really annoying is, is look some things haven't changed right and you see the Vikings and the performance that they put in against the Colts and you know we see Kirk Cousins get spanked and all that kind of good stuff right um, so then it starts to que- you, you look at that week one performance and you sort of start to question it and go because remember a couple of years ago where we were really stout against the run and we were like oh my god we figured it out and then we realised yeah. that we were coming up against second third string running backs you know someone had a dodgy tummy so they couldn't play which actually happened um, and you look at that and then you sort of start to you start to evaluate your past performance that's not a word but we start to evaluate your past performance based on what those teams then go on and do Um you know, so God knows what will happen to the Lions. They'll probably get, you know, 100 points put up on them next week. But you can only do what's in front of you. And some things, as you said, have not changed. And I get it, right? I get it. Yeah. People don't have to keep repeating it. Yes, Jay Sternberger drops the ball. Yes, MVS can be inconsistent, even though he nearly died last night. Oh, that um, was amazing. Well, yeah. not, not the nearly dying thing. No, that but, catch and that oh. run, unbelievable down the line. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, unreal. And he nearly gets his head ripped off reaching out for that yeah. pass as well. And then it goes into the magic blue tent and comes out a new man. Um, yeah. so, and then got smashed and they got a personal foul on that straight after, which I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, two, and it just looks like two, targeting. Two fouls, really, when you think about it. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was reckless. But anyway. oh, unreal stuff. Like, I suppose you can't really, you know, the defender can't really pull out on the first one. When they slow it down, it looks like everything's possible. But so look, I get it, right? The defensive line is trash. We got pulled around. Kenny Clark is out, so that's what happens. So that stuff obviously still remains. We're not losing the run of ourselves. However, we put up 40 points and still there's a sector of the fan base who are like, I don't know, it's almost like winning the lotto and then going, yeah, well, I won it on a Friday and I couldn't collect it till Monday. (laughs) And you're kind of like, like, look, I get get it's an issue, but something that's getting really boring for me, and I don't know if it is for you, I'm just so bored of it at this stage, banging on about the draft and all of this yeah. type of stuff and I have more to say on it but I'll, I'll, I'll cut myself even though our voices probably sound the same so it just looks like it's a continuous diatribe from me um, 
but is um, it's just getting really tiresome now having to see that stuff all the time. Um, you know about this Jordan Love, AJ Dillon, and I heard I saw on the Athletic today. Do you see someone said, "Can we not just admit yeah. the two of them are busts and move on?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah. my dear yeah. Jesus!" Yeah, I mean, I, look, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, I mean, people keep saying the same thing. Eventually, they will be proved right, and there's an awful lot of doomsday naysayers. So I mean, I I'd like to remain positive. Yeah. Um, take that take the rough with the smooth because when when the smooth goes well it's totally worth all the rough you get you know i mean you've got to take it it's, it's ups and downs peaks and troughs but agreed there are some people that will never be happy until they're miserable so uh yeah it, what a game though uh there was a lot to look at aaron jones i mean look, so you look at the, the lions game plan was close down Devonte adams which yeah. they did really well yeah um well for, for most of the game i mean he did uh he did give jeff jeff okuda a serious serious hard time mm. i felt actually felt sorry for him in the end i was going please just leave yeah. him alone leave <laughs> him alone he's dead already he's only a child he's only a child but uh he was he was brilliant he, he showed flashes but to be fair he didn't get an awful lot of room to play who comes out of the woodwork Aaron Jones. I yeah. mean, those glasses, he better keep wearing those Oakleys because there's obviously some kind of magic dust on them. Oh, yeah. But this 25-year-old coming out of his, what, his last, this is his last rookie season, they got to sign him up. I mean, do you have any money? Can we write a few checks? I mean, we got we got to sign him up. Yeah, it's an odd one. But that's the thing. I mean, you look at this type of thing and I saw someone say it. They were like, oh, yeah, I know he's done that in that game, right? Or, I understand that. However, when yeah. did the last time ever pain or running back ever work out for someone and someone yeah, yeah. said oh no, Adrian I mean, Peterson say, yeah. is still working yeah. uh, after his 2011 extension <laughs> you kind of think of, yeah, yeah I don't know enough. he's no fluke in my book he's no. amazing at breaking arm tackles he's uh, he's pass blocking as well as another thing actually because yeah, I suppose you tend, to, you, you tend to follow the ball even when you're watching a game but when you look at some of the plays after the fact you realise he is brilliant off the ball as well Oh yeah. especially yesterday I mean he, he Get, takes attention off where the ball's actually going um, and picks, I thought he was yeah. phenomenal he picks up blitzes really well and that, that's an, and that's the same with him and Jamal uh, Williams and then you look at Alan yeah. Lazard do you see Alan Lazard's work yeah. off the ball like yeah. he just kills yeah. people Yeah, that's actually one of the, the big notes I have in my notes today is work off the ball because it was just something I suppose I focused a bit more on yesterday and the amount of work the work rate these guys get through when they don't have the ball you know, I mean, Adams got closed down, but what he was doing off the ball again, Lazard, what he was doing off the ball. And you could say just with ball in hand, you'd say that Lazard wasn't, was pretty off the ball yesterday. I disagree with that completely. I think what he did off the ball, as you just said, yeah. was exactly what we needed. And that's what they need. I mean, look, all, all, because this is the thing, right? And this is where people are awfully quiet. And this is a problem now. I'm not saying, look, what's oh, you told you? So I thought the offensive line was going to be really, really sketchy. Mm. Um, and yeah. I'm still not sold on that. Like, and again, I know we talked about naysayers, but I'm not going to sort of say like, oh, it's a revelation. It has been till now. But the real test is when we come up against the Saints, obviously. Um, yeah. We're going to have to see yeah. how the O-line handles there. And also the defensive line is in line for a massive uh, gouge action. But let me go back to one of the points that you said there, just about a cooter, right? So that was his first game. Um, obviously, the third pick in the draft or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and this is what really annoys me about the people who keep banging on about the draft all the time. So there's a fella who comes in, he's on defense, um, and he gets absolutely torched, right? And abused on the field. Now, he's up against the best, or if, if you don't want to accept that, one of the best in Devontae Adams with his uh, release. And it's, the stuff he does with his footwork is just unrivaled. So, yeah, no, Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley all up the pitches. Big time, like. And I mean, look, you, you look at Devontae Adams and he beats everybody, even experienced guys. But th this is my point, is that it's very easy to, like, for instance, right? So let's just say I get a trial for United. Right. And I and I get a, you know, I get sick before I can go in my head. Most likely I will always tell people had a trial could have been great, you know, and you kind of almost extrapolate and go, oh, well, it could have been amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, 
It's the same when you look at this draft and you look at Akuda and you see how lost he was and you realise how little of an impact sometimes some players can have. It's very, very easy to sit there and say, oh, well, look, the defence, you know what I mean? Defence line is, is terrible. Oh, look at the disposition, wide receiver. Oh, I told you. You know, it's very easy to say that and just assume that whoever you would have got in the first and second round would have been a world beater, would have made an instant impact, would have helped straight away. The one piece of evidence for that is Rashan Gary. Here's a guy yeah. who was drafted. They yeah. gave Preston and Zadarius a big payday. Uh, Fakro was still around. So they bring him in as kind of the fourth stringer. Uh, they keep telling us that what he's doing is really, really encouraging yeah, and really right. well. Yeah, you keep hearing about everything about practice. What yeah. he's done in practice is great. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's doing really well. But it never it doesn't really translate to the field. And we heard all of the time from the coaches saying, oh, look, you don't see it because he's doing what we asked him to do when he almost got there but didn't get there. And you're kind of thinking, look, and as well as that, right, the second point I'll make, and I'll try to keep it brief, is that if you look at the amount of injuries that have ravaged the league uh, up to this point, including the Packers, this is why yeah. your O-line is in, in Hapenny's place, uh, Kenny Clark is out, for God's sake, uh, DeGuara didn't play. So, like, if you look at what injuries are doing across the league, so let's just say we don't get love and we do get a wide receiver or we don't get love and we do get a D-line or we don't get love and we do get an O-line in that position. How do you know he's not going to be banged up week one or banged up before he even gets there? And then what position are you in? Um, so, look, there's, it's, it's very nuanced but what I would say is is that anybody's sort of pointing like oh see I told you now I do think along the same lines though is that the D-line yeah it is trash and yes you do have credence in saying that we should have but here's the deal we didn't alright so there's nothing we can do about the D-line there's nothing we can do about this and the other um, so we just have to live with what we have and it's very easy to live with because as you said you know we're, we're smacking up an unbelievable amount of points now these teams might be hot garbage and we might get buzzsawed and I would say is that the defence is in for a really tough time the thing is the secret to, to, to stopping the Packers and I'll stop talking now the secret to stopping the Packers is obvious you just stifle our offence and if you can find a way to do it well then we're goosed because our defence seemingly yep. can't stop a whole lot especially the run and we're coming up against Alvin Kamara Darrell and that's going to be absolutely crazy but but until then I'm encouraged by the inventiveness in the offence and the bit part players and look the Packers are going to their strengths they get Aaron Jones they run the hell out of him yeah. he didn't get injured um, and it, it pays dividends so on to the next one yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that completely. And I think that's, that's a key point there as well. They targeted Devontae Adams. He had a fantastic week last week. He was kind of low-hanging fruit for them and they know who they needed to attack. Yeah. And then what happens is all these kids, basically, all these rookies all step up and do it. Uh, you just you, So we know Jones. Rashan Gary, absolutely brilliant. You know, he had a lot of almosts and he, he stood up when it, when it was needed. You've got Shannon Sullivan on, the pick six. You don't see them every week. Um, and I actually, MVS, he doesn't always catch him, but when he does, <laughs> um, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest now as well, so you talk about, and you make the point, and I think we're kind of blue in the face saying it, but it's not wrong, is that you can only play what's in front of you. To be fair, Packers were under pressure at the end of that first half. Yeah. Um, and who, re- who, who relieved the pressure? The Lions did. You know, and I mean, a way we could only play. They gave up the ball, punted it down. You know, and I, I could. The decision didn't make any sense to me at the time. I was kind of thinking that they lost their heads. Mm. And to be honest, that's the point. You've got to take your chances when they come. And Packers did. Yeah. And you know, they went in. Arguably, they went in. Uh, at, you know, ahead slightly ahead in the first half, and they probably shouldn't have been. Had the Lions kept to their game plan and not lost their heads, you know, very close to their own line. Mm. Um, this could have been a different story altogether because they did somewhat come back into it towards the end but at that stage they were kind of at sixes and sevens their rookies were having a horrible day yeah um, but I mean again as you say you can only play what's in front of you it was very positive though I mean no one got near, we got, they got Rodgers once 
Um, I mean, to be honest, I kind of felt sorry. Stafford was doing quite well when he, I think he stuck to the plays at the beginning, but it kind of unraveled for him. Yeah. And it definitely unraveled for him personally, but the amount of sacks he had. You know, again, we could only play what was in front of us, but that was encouraging. What we did, we destroyed what we could. Yeah, look, it's a mixed bag, and I saw someone say it on social media that it seems to be that it's a big player bust when it comes to this Packers defense. You know, and like, let's talk about Rashan Gary then as well. I mean, he, yeah. as you said, like it's it was a game of almost, and his most important play was an almost. He gets yeah. almost to Stafford. Uh, he has to fling the ball away or it's a safety and then Shannon Sullivan ends up coming down with the ball and going in for a pick six again very encouraged by his play um, yeah. you know and he was even saying that he, you know he could see that uh, well it was him or Rashan Gary said that he, Stafford obviously thought they were playing zone uh, or man and it was zonal and then Shannon Sullivan ends up going off and the rest is history but that's the thing they're the things that can kind of uh, turn a game around but look the thing is is it's both encouraging and worrying in a number of factors. One thing that I liked was how the O-line held up, so that was great. Uh, Sternberger dropping them, and he will drop them because he was out for basically his, his whole rookie season. He yeah. comes back in, makes one catch in the playoffs, which I think, was that the touchdown or something? Um, and then, you know, he's he starts off this camp either sick with COVID, or I, I don't know if that's actually been confirmed, um, and then he comes back in. It's a classic case of y- yeah. you have it's to make that mistake to learn yeah. from it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a ru- it's it, he's it's nervous basically probably a as well. Yeah, that and he too, wants yeah. to prove himself. But to be honest, that look Aaron Rodgers gave him oh, yeah. <laughs> that would turn me to stone. But uh, you know he will learn. I mean, there is a level. There is still a level of rustiness. The other the other more worrying point and slightly off on a tangent is the amount of injuries and not just to the Packers. And again, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. kind of across the ball. And I think uh, sorry across the board. And I think that's a sign of sort of general rustiness no one's had enough training time no one's had enough time to condition properly i don't think yeah um so that's again you're going to get that in players as well you're uh, i suppose these nerves translate because they have to be nervous and the nerves translate in different ways with different players some of them play better some of them play worse well see the thing is Starnberger had so much he had acres of space in front of him and when you see that as a player you tend to get kind of over so i'll never forget playing for wicklow town and being a defender, I didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to actually score. And I remember going up for a corner because it was a last ditch attempt. And the ball came to me like randomly and it just rolled along like and everything's been slowed right down. And I could see this ball bobbling towards me. And I was like, this is actually perfect. And then I went and I was like, oh, I can't believe it. And then I snatched at it and it just barely went over the bar. And I was like, Jesus, but yeah, like from just outside the box. It's just it was um, it's incredible that like, you know, and that was me playing like junior football mm. at that time. And I remember that vividly. So Sternberg obviously sees the field. He takes his eye off the ball and looks upfield before he moves. One thing that was really encouraging, I found yesterday as well, was is Matt LaFleur's aggressiveness in two ways. Yeah. One, going for it on fourth down, which we've only a small enough sample size, but shows that he's aggressive and enough to do it. And the stats actually back that up, apparently, to tell coaches to yes, go for it. true. And what that tells me is, is that if Aaron Rodgers is firing on all cylinders, which he had a fairly good game um, yesterday, surprisingly enough, had less passing yards than Matt Stafford. But when you look at Jones, yeah. that kind of makes sense. But when you look at little, uh, and you know, sort of quirks like that, it's funny. Um, but you have him firing on all cylinders. Jones can beat you. He has a supporting cast. Devontae, say, if he was healthy. And then you have to put up with that for four downs <laughs> instead of three. Yeah. must be really, really annoying. And the other part that I saw as well is, and it had it went wrong, again, it's one of these naysayer things. Had it went wrong, it would have been like, oh, it's, it's obvious. Uh, whereas if it doesn't go wrong, it's like, oh, well, he did the right thing. Is he left all the starters out there till the near, damn near yeah, the very yeah, end the and he was trouncing yeah. them. He nearly could have hung 50 points on these boys um, and he left them out there. Now, if you get a key injury, 
injury uh, to Aaron Rodgers or uh, Aaron Jones or whoever well then you end up like really getting spanked but they didn't and I like that aggressiveness that he's playing almost to the whistle um, and then sending sending Boyle out there you know to run yeah, the I game I think that's at. right and to be honest I don't think he's doing that to lay down a marker to the Lions I think he's doing that to lay down a marker to everybody else we have to play as we exactly. say the Saints are yeah. coming up and that's going to be pretty tough and I think you know they'll think twice as you know when they see that kind of level of aggression as you say no one got injured in, in you know in that time when I mean, we still you know Lindsley's out Irvin Adams pulled up with a bit of the a hammy, yeah. twinge we don't, I haven't heard yeah. anything on it yet no, you likely won't until Wednesday, so we have to wait till Wednesday. I heard a couple of lads asking about it, but LaFleur is not going to show his hand. He's going to wait till the injury report has to be mandated to be out Wednesday, so he'll probably yeah. stick him on it. Now, interestingly enough, I found, and I don't know whether this is an encouraging sign or maybe just an in-game reaction of A, pride, and B, not wanting the Lions to know he was as injured as he was. But when he went out, he waved away trainers and medical staff, didn't want them to see him. Uh, we know that it's a hamstring, so to what examination that they could do anyway that would sort of say yes or no. He stood on the sideline with his helmet in hand. So, you know, that could be one of two things. One, a morale boost to the boys to say, listen, I'm grand, crack on. Uh, denial, <laughs> could be denial or pride. Or also telling Matt Patricia and the Lions, you don't know whether I'm injured or not and I'm going to stand here yeah. and if stuff gets crazy, I'm going to go back out. Yeah. But it, like he did go out and came back in. So that might maybe yeah, think did, that yeah. he was able to do. I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's just a bit of a stinger uh, purely because, you know, he's a consummate professional as well. He's not going to, for out of pride, I don't think he'd stand on the sideline and pretend it was you know not as bad as it looks uh, because he'd be doing the team a disservice uh, the other thing as well speaking of the team uh, they were quite focused I thought I might have been pulling my hair out in the sitting room in the first quarter but they didn't panic and I thought yeah. that was really nice as well that if this was a team that was underprepared or they didn't really trust in their playbook uh, that didn't come across. I think they kept plugging away. They were quite industrious, and I really enjoyed that as well. When I well, actually now I had to look at it again because during the first quarter, um, I wasn't you know I wasn't really thinking clearly myself. But when I did look back at it, there was no panic. There was no rabbit in headlights. They just stuck to their game plan. Um, and to be honest, the Lions did do us a few favors. Yeah. But I did like what I saw. They didn't lose their heads, and that's a sign of something. They know the wheels are not coming off this wagon. Uh, you know, I don't get the I don't get any. There's no issues of unrest in the camp, I don't think. I think they're still trucking along nicely. And that's a good sign because we're going to we're gonna definitely get a tougher test. Yeah. Many tougher tests. Yeah. And that's that's a good point you raise, right? Because here's what I'm pondering. So the Packers went up early in the game, week one against the Vikes. Um, you know, and we went into the sort of prevent defense lark at the end of the game. Garbage time. It didn't really matter. So the defense have had to be able to sit on a cushion and try make big plays let's say and sort of ball out because they had such a cushioned lead that's point number one. Second off is that this offense I know we went down to the Lions but I mean not by a whole lot it was 17-14 um, at the half to Green Bay so you know we played a little bit of catch up at the start but when we did it was fine we just and then again we were running the ball and we found out that it was working and then we just kept pounding that thing until uh, we destroyed them I mean and also we shut them out in the second and third quarters yeah. in defence which again was fine right now there's some really alarming stuff in there here's what I want to know is that if we come up against a good team um, case in point the Saints and we go up against those and we go down considerably how does Matt LaFleur handle his playbook? How do the you know these young lads handle their stuff, especially if Devontae is out? And if they can find a way, because look, if if that effectively ends up stifling the run, well, then the only thing we have is the pass. And that's when all of the problems yeah. start to weed out yeah, so. of the woodwork. So 
it's fantastic and brilliant and I'm excited and I'm jumping up and down and doing cartwheels around the uh, studio and everything else. However, I would question the resolve, not personally of the team, because I think the lads have got their heads screwed on. As you said, they've got good morale, a good attitude, a great coach who's feeling more comfortable. Everybody's in the scheme an extra year and all of that is fine. But test their resolution as to what's going to happen when they are chasing uh, a deficit and see how they can overcome that. Because did we see the weekend, you know, Patrick Mahomes is able to sling it and all this type of stuff. The only thing that's going for us is, is that Aaron Rodgers doesn't look flustered. His O-line is holding him up for now um, and he looks like he's able to pick whatever option that yeah. he wants to go to. But I just wonder how that breaks down when we're chasing. That's all. Yeah, I think that's right. I'd love to see what the playbook is going to be when we're behind and seriously behind. You know, again, this week they didn't panic because it was always, it was never an insurmountable lead. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that that's the $16 million question, isn't it? I mean, what are they going to be like when they are seriously under pressure? Yeah. I know, are the are the good things that we see, are they as good as we think they are? And that'll only be tested when we do hit someone and we're under serious pressure. We don't want to see it, but we are going to see it. Yeah, um, 100%, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, we were great last season and then all of a sudden we got spanked and embarrassed by the Niners. Um, you know, and it, it that's the thing, is that you can play well and play close to ma- the majority of teams, but I think the key to beating us is just, and it's obvious, is just if you stifle our offense or take away. See, the thing is, and this is what I think LaFleur is doing is, is it's why DeGuara is there. It's why AJ Dillon will be there in time. Uh, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, uh, Swerve and Irvin gets a nice inventive play. We have jet sweeps. We have misdirections. There was a lovely misdirection that came off. I was I was going to try grab it um, and release it. Just fantastic altogether. Um, and, and there's all of this sort of inventive stuff. Um, but I wonder how much do you start overthinking yourself? But if they can find a way to stifle that or, you know, we have some brain fart moments, which we thankfully haven't had uh, and we go down heavy. I just wonder how that does stifle the inventiveness or does Matt LaFleur keep up with that ingression? Because he did say all gla- all, all gas, no effing break. So that seems to be yeah. his philosophy and how he's working. Um, but uh, look, looking at the game last night, what were a couple of sort of individual moments for you that stand out as going... Pfft, didn't expect that to be happening the way that was I, I'll give you one for me Aaron Jones's catch against the cornerback um, just uh, diving backwards hands up I mean is there anything this boy can't do no My it's God. so so, at, so athletic I mean his break his break for that 75 yard touchdown I think it's top of everyone's but that I mean I didn't expect I expected the second half mm. to start I hope we'd start well and you know and definitely get out there And but this this was unexpected was the cup of he tea burst cup of tea worth it or no, do you want to tell the people? I've, I've re- well, I, it was twelve seconds in. I mean, I was only trying to, I was trying to make myself a cup of tea in the kitchen, and yeah. I came back in to all hell had broken loose. I reckon, but, uh, right to right to Lambo. I was the same. Um, we were just saying a pre-production. Both of us, in fact, you were off doing your tea thing. We're like, right, be back ten seconds. I went off to try find a soft, cuddly toy that the kid, my youngest, uh, goes to bed with. It's his absolute buddy and sleeps with this thing. And what makes him goes to sleep? I was rummaging, and then I got right. I have to cut the chase here, as you said. Came back like a minute late, and all of a sudden, Aaron Jones has the Oakleys on. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. do that straight off the bat. He wouldn't give us an old warning. On, um, on soft toys, my tip: buy two, buy two of everything. You lose one, you've kept one in the press. Well, here, here's the thing for you. We did, and you know what he calls them? Old Nelly and New Nelly. And do you know how he knows? Because the Too discoloration clever. and the tag on it. This guy is next level with his soft right, well, that's, uh <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. I can't help you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't help you now. Got no parenting tips there. That's not a phase. That's just a... Um, but yeah, go on. So Aaron Jones, 75-yard uh, touchdown run. 
a, a favourite. Anything else that stands out to you that you're like, pff, really I'm only hitting the obvious is I'm hitting MVS and that catch. Also, one of the things that I didn't like as well was the two fouls on him. I mean, they were two pretty bad individual fouls, you know. Yeah, they were rough. Um, that and then there was a horse collar straight after. Sometimes yeah, the right. um, you know, the the lines did help us out in ways. Um, yeah. Bad parts. The deal. There was one time the deal, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ! They basically got ploughed. A good, I would say, they could have got ploughed for ten yards. I mean, just it, it was absolutely abominable. And I and I do know that we're going into the sun buzzsaw against um against other better teams we're just going to get destroyed and all the better that um, Kenny Clark is out there and it shows why he's paid the money oh, that yeah. he is paid yeah. yeah if anyone wants to know why he's being paid so well just mm. look at what happens when he's not there yeah yeah well that's the thing he's almost an MVP by absence you know yeah. you look at him you're yeah. like Jesus um, some really questionable there was one I, I laughed at I didn't at the time but when I look back on it I start laughing it was a really bad tackle by Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage and TJ Hawkinson it was at the very start of the game and they basically bounce off him and then he goes for like another I don't know what it is 10-12 yards after that and I was like ah oh, lads come on and there was there was some of that I found that it was this sort of highlight reel off the feet tackle and stuff Savage is really aggressive um, and we applaud him for it but at the same time you see some very questionable stuff uh, there was a really weak uh, touchdown by Adrian Amos as well um, got caught yeah. out and this is a guy we were kind of high on with his interceptions yeah, right, in yeah. camp um, so that's questionable as well Sternberger you know I'm not going to wax too lyrical about it I mean no, you know he I mean, had that he, bad he drop knows. he knows we don't need you know he doesn't need any flack for it he knows uh, oh, I did feel I did feel very happy for Tanyan actually yeah, same, uh, yeah you know against his against his former team I thought and he looked comfortable and he looked relaxed that was that was nice for him just individually to get that yeah it was yeah, Tanyan was good the touchdown kind of um, I don't know made up for that bad drop that he had earlier as well Jamal Williams I mean I was super impressed yeah. by him and I know we were talking during the game and you were saying the same as that here's a guy and I, and I like the way he was referred to as an every down back by Aaron Rodgers because yeah, he is because yeah. you assume don't you that Aaron Jones gets the one and two and then Jamal comes in but that's not how Green Bay operate I mean they have a stable they do share it around and what I like is is that they bring in a running back and then all of a sudden you think oh well um, you know they're going to run him because he's getting success but they'll pull him and all that now Mike McCarthy used to do it where he would have something that works and you're like oh thank god we've established a run and then he wouldn't run for the rest of the game because he'd overthink it whereas uh, Matt LaFleur tends to you know substitute at that position as opposed to just get away from it Alan Lazard the, I, now again correct me if I'm wrong I believe it was a fourth down a crucial fourth down uh, maybe first quarter but I even put out from the group account like his stock keeps rising because Aaron went to him in that moment of need and he ends up coming down with it in traffic which was incredible so again Alan Lazard showing his worth but Bro, if you look at this, Aaron Jones, 68 yards on four receptions. MVS, 64 yards on only three receptions. Alan Lazard, 45 yards on three receptions. Uh, you know, so these boys are, are coming down with some some okay numbers f to say that they're a big part players, uh, we're yeah. told. Um, yeah, no, and I mean, and to that point as well, just something to go back to something you said earlier with Lafleur. you know, and I think that what proves what actually what happened, because if you look, they went for Adams. They said, he's their game maker. He's their playmaker. Let's just close him down and then we're good. Yeah. Well, that's not what happened. And I wonder how much of that came from Lafleur is not stupid. He obviously he's a very clever guy. He knows well they're going to close him down. So let's just not worry about him. Let him let him do what he can when he can, and let's come up with a different point of attack. And then Jones comes out of the woodwork. I mean, they, a lot of these guys did have individual flashes of brilliance. Yeah. But I do you do see again that there's an overarching game plan here, and I'd like to see what it looks like against Saints and what are they going to do there because obviously they're going to be watching all of these guys. Um, obviously hopefully Adams is is fit and ready to go but yeah well there you go I mean and I think um, 
wasn't it Matt Schneidman mentioned in the Athletic on his post game roundup that if you look at last season when Devontae Adams was out um for turf toe, uh well then we yeah. ended up going four and zero in that period. So uh, I think we can do the same. We've too many weapons, but anyway. I guess in summary, we can just say very, very promising stuff. The offense looks absolutely blistering. We left points yeah, on the game. field. It's uh, a great game. But yeah, we weirdly dropped, weirdly dropped passes as well. We need yeah. to cut that out against, yeah. definitely against someone like the Saints. But again, we're not harping on about it. They know they dropped them. But, uh, you know, there's a few incomplete passes, but just tighten that up. Yeah. Yeah, no, sounds sounds all right to me. I'm not going to be complaining too much. Let's enjoy the good times while we have it because there's enough yes, reason sir. to be, uh, you know, miserable when we come up against yeah. the Saints. So anyway, uh, hit the website, by the way, ukpackers.co.uk. Make sure you hit the Instagram and all the rest. And I hope you've enjoyed the quick snaps for um, the game against the Lions with Wes Hodkowitz. And next week, I'm going to have the one and only Aaron Nagler on the podcast um, to go and run through that as well always a very very entertaining guy so that's going to be great to have Aaron on again so anyway uh, any parting words bro or forever hold your peace that's it just looking forward to next weekend indeed so from myself and from Daryl follow him Daryl J O'Brien on Twitter and follow myself at NFL as well and of course hit up the Instagram account the Paddy Packer so racist but also a little bit true um, and yeah that's it oh by the way we have we're giving away a Preston Smith and a Zadarius Smith uh, mini helmet and signed jersey that's coming up in our next Raz don't miss out on the Raz and the best way not to miss out is go to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and become a gold member but anyway that's enough plugging until next week from myself and himself it's goodbye and a go pack go